Hi everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And uh, this week, you know, I think the universe owes us a win over UAB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does our guest feel about that? Yeah. Also joined by John from several things. You want to tell us what you're from, John? <laughs> yeah, uh, the Blazer Victory podcast, uh, where we cover UAB sports, and um, also have another podcast called the G5 Beat, where we cover Group of Five football. But I wouldn't say the universe owes uh, La Tech a win over UAB, <laughs> especially what happened last Halloween. Um, it was actually good to kind of enjoy this Halloween being a UAB fan with the bye week, as opposed to <laughs> what we dealt with last week uh, or last year. But I will say that Louisiana Tech is. Uh, Going through a lot right now, uh, not just as a football program, but as a whole. So I definitely uh, feel bad for you guys. Hey, man, it's all right. (laughs) You'll feel worse when we beat you this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get all the false confidence out of the way early in the show. So by the end, we'll be our normal depressed selves. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I mean, were we going to jump right into it or did y'all want to do some other stuff? A couple of things we want to talk about before we get into this game really the World Series happened this past week, and uh, there was a tech player on one of the rosters. Uh, Evan, who was it? Yeah, so the Braves ended up winning the World Series last night as we record, um, which I think uh, at least Matt is very happy about. I don't really have a yes. I don't really have a, a dog in that in that race or fight. Dog in that. I don't. What's there the was a bulldog in that fight? There was a bulldog. Anything um, that involves he's losing. <laughs> yeah, but. Former Bulldog pitcher Phil Maton was um, pitching in relief for the Astros. He played in five of the six games, pitched five and two-thirds innings, um, typically around the fifth to seventh inning, I think, um, he'd come in. And he had eight strikeouts to two walks, zero earned runs in the World Series. So really, really great stuff from him. I know in game, I think it was game five, he came in and he pitched a, a slider that had 19 inches of horizontal break on it. And so all the baseball nerds on Twitter were, were like aflame with that stuff because it was just like ridiculous. Um, they, I've watched a video about a side-by-side comparison of his fastball, which breaks to the right and his slider, which breaks to the left. And it's like the, the guy who was uh, doing it was basically like, you can't hit this. Like it's impossible because the fastball starts outside the zone and then breaks in the zone then the slider does the exact opposite. So it's like, what are you supposed to do with that as a hitter? Um, so really great to see him, you know, kind of thriving finally um, in his baseball career. So unfortunately, he didn't get the ring, but I think he'll have more chances at it. I think so, too. Yeah, there was some talk on Twitter about him winning the World Series MVP if Houston pulled out a win. And I am trying to look back. I don't think a non-closer relief pitcher has ever won the MVP. I don't so that- think so. Would have been hilarious because it also would not have happened, but, but she yeah. would have deserved out, it. Shouts out to Jorge Soler, former KC Royal. Former I mean, Cub. Yes, that too. Uh, not I actually, former Louisiana Tech Bulldog, though. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why no. we're shouting him out. Because I live in Kansas City and I'm a Royals <laughs> fan. And I saw him play his last game for the Royals and then three days later get traded to the Braves. And the Braves' colors are red and blue and Tech's colors oh, are red and blue. That so. is also yes. there we that go. Is factual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one other non-football thing to talk about basketball starts soon in fact the day that the shows comes out thursday night tech has their opener and a doesn't actually count for a record or anything game 
I forget who the opponent is because that's not in front of me right now. And it's some small school that will probably beat 110 to two. But they get a safety. It is Mississippi College. Oh, in uh, Clinton, Mississippi. I mean, the game will be in Ruston, but that's I just happen to know where Mississippi College is. Yeah, uh, we'll see Junior Lofton and Buds play for the first time in a while and hopefully bring us some happy I, feelings. I OK, you just <laughs> you nailed it right there. I'm Junior so Lofton and Buds and Buds. <laughs> that is a great nickname for this team. <laughs> I, just, I just want I want to know what it feels like to win. Well, speaking of Louisiana Tech basketball, um, my buddy, uh, who's actually the co-host of the G5 Beat with me, Josh, he's a big Alabama fan. And as you guys know, Louisiana Tech plays at Alabama, I believe, yes. uh, next Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, He invited me there. He so started gonna, off hot. Yeah, yep. so I'm going to be in Combe Coliseum to see hey. La Tech play Alabama. Yeah, isn't, so. that your, isn't Alabama your alma mater? It is, yes. A lot of people don't know and, that. And to clarify, you're talking about Alabama Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah, yeah UAT. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be good. careful with the way you throw around those those acronyms. Over here. <laughs> I mean, we're yes. playing one this week in Alabama Birmingham or UAB, yeah. who in football this year is five and three with losses to number one Georgia, understandable Liberty. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll have some words. And Rice, as in <sighs> you lost to Rice. Yeah. Gross. One of those teams is not like the other. Um, and I'm not talking about yeah. Liberty being weird and gross. Um, I'm talking about Rice. Their football is weird and gross. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, John, what's going on with this team? I mean, UAB normally seems to be pretty consistent. And we're going to excuse the loss to Georgia, obviously. Uh, Liberty lost to ULM a couple weeks ago, though. So they're not great. And uh, Rice? So what's going on over there in Birmingham? Yeah, the Rice was re- a really head scratcher game. Like, I mean, Rice I watched, was. I watched that game. I mean, Rice went five of five on fourth down, like oh, ran wow. a fake punt. Like, you know, it, it was just such a weird game. Like, I, I, after the game, I was like, okay, Rice might be pretty good. And then they go lose to UNT. So you're like, well, what the hell, you know, is going wow. on? Um, but not not to make excuses, but UAB has been a very banged up uh, team this year. Um, you know, we just now got our bye week and, um, you know, it took eight weeks to get there after a very grueling uh, fall camp, too. So, I mean, but you, you don't want to make excuses. Everybody, you know, gets banged up throughout the year. That's really not an excuse to lose into a Rice team that, you know, Mike Bloomgren is on the hot seat of possibly losing his job if they continue to lose. Um, but man, it was just such a weird game. That was our homecoming game. That was our children's Harbor game. Um, you know, UAB hadn't lost a children's Harbor game, uh, since the return. Um, but it was just such a weird game. Like it, it was almost like UAB had no, well, you guys, like, you got, I, you guys wanted at the end. I thought then there was a penalty. Yeah. Well, uh, you know how Kusa refs are. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, cause I thought I, I, I like, I was like, wow, they pulled it off. And then I, uh, went out. Uh, the game was on in my bedroom, and I went came back and said, "What happened?" I guess there was a penalty on on UAB that wiped out the touchdown. Yeah, there there was a hold call, and when you go back and look at the film, it I mean, it kind of yeah. was a hold, but you just rarely see that call. And on like the last play of the or next to the last play of the game for them to for a ref to call that, it, it you know, if, if you guys want to go back and listen to our um, Rice recap episode, we do kind of vent uh, on the Blazer Victory podcast. We do kind of vent about that and some other. Questionable officiating calls uh, in the Rice game. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's not why UAB lost the game. UAB should not have been in that situation. UAB was almost a 24-point favorite over Rice. So there oh was just no, no, no excuse, man. Like Only a 14-point favorite over us. So, hey. 
There you go. I think he's down to 13 and a half too. So kind of trending down. Um, But, uh, you know, UAB unfortunately did uh, suffer. Um, We lost TD Marshall, who um, unfortunately is out for the rest of the year now. We found out Chris Mole is not going to come back. So UAB still kind of banged up. Um, Should get a couple guys back for La Tech this week. So hopefully we'll have a well-rested team to get ready for those uh, Bulldogs from Rustin coming into town. Um, Are any of you guys going to make the trip to Protective or know anybody that's going to the game? I would love to. I'd love to be able to go to every single game in my private jet with my private chef. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 and now is the like chef I'm, flying the plane? <laughs> be quite remarkable. I'd be, I'd love to, you know, I, I kind of living in Kansas city. I'm not really anywhere near any, uh, Coosa stadiums as of yet, unless Missouri state joins, please Missouri state. I'm begging you. Uh, but none of us are going to be there, but what, what, uh, what service is the game going to be playing on? Anybody know? It's going to be CBS Sports Network. Okay. Oh, great. Got to sign Damn. up for another free trial of something. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I would love to to make it over there. And unfortunately, you know, this is probably the last time as conference mates, at least for a while, yeah. that we're going to yeah. play over there. So that's a bummer. But uh, well, so, yeah, I was, I was totally I planned on coming. I had my tickets ready and everything for that 2023 game. And all of a sudden, that's not <laughs> happening anymore. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we, we talked a little bit pre-recording. Um, hopefully UAB and LaTeX can work out a home-and-home non-conference in the future. I, mean, I think they will. Yeah. I, think, I think they will. I'm, we're already working on you know Western Kentucky getting home-and-home with them. So I, I think we'll okay. try to get something with LaTeX. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, just, you know, real briefly, I don't know if we need to set the five minute timer again, Nathan, but <laughs> yep, let's do I'm, it right I'm, now. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm curious, John, about how y'all feel about the move to the AAC, you know, specifically like, you know, learning that you're in and then, but I also am curious about, you know, how'd you feel being the team that everybody was like, well, UAB is going to get in no matter what. So then learning who's going with you and how this is all shaken out, you know, how'd you feel um, about that as well? Yeah, I can talk about that for a minute or so. Um, So, you know, going back um, months ago, um, you know, we heard the rumor circulating that UAB was a, going to make the jump to the AAC. Um, at the time when we heard those rumors, uh, there was actually rumors that the AAC was trying to expand uh, out West and uh, try to lure Boise State, which of course, you know, we did find out later that they tried to lure Boise State, San Diego State, Colorado State, Air Force. Turns out all those teams said no. So they had to scratch that off the list. Uh, UAB was still going to be um, on that list pretty much regardless. Um, so, you know, still happy that UAB is going to make the jump to, uh, to the AAC, which, you know, the main reason why UAB is making this jump is because of finances, you know, obviously with that media package that they, the media deal AAC has with ESPN, as opposed to that, uh, crap deal that Kusa has right now. But, you know, I'm still really ecstatic about joining the AAC, but to come to find out that we're <laughs> taking almost all of Conference USA with us, it was kind of like, you know, a little head scratching that we're bringing, um, you know, six teams from CUSA over to the AAC. Um, but I mean, I'm still happy for, you know, all those teams that are making the jump. And, you know, of course, I'm happy for those teams, uh, you know, like Marshall, Southern Miss, ODU that are able to make the jump to the Sun Belt. I'm still hopeful that La Tech can eventually, you know, make a jump, uh, whether that be to Sunbelt, AAC, or wherever. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that you guys will be able to make the jump, uh, hopefully soon, sooner rather than later. And, you know, we also talked about before we started recording, hey, realignment's not done. You know, uh, the Big 12's not done. Uh, they could easily pull Memphis or SMU or, you know, whoever uh, 
from the AAC, and that opens up two spots right away in the AAC, which you would one would think La Tech would be definitely be that next team to uh, you know make the jump to the AAC. But, oh, but overall, oh, yeah. yeah, but overall, UAB fans are happy. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I think part of what is so confusing and and I guess hurtful to us is that we feel like we should have been a call or two ahead of some of the schools that did make it in with you. But um, but yeah, I mean, certainly understand the excitement just to, I mean, even just watching what's happening to tech, right? I, I can't imagine watching that playing out with anybody else in our conference and not feeling bad for them, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, it's exciting that you're not the school that this is happening to, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, like, we've, you know, we've had our beef with UAB and we've, you know, gone back and forth and yeah. with their fans and stuff. But I have to say that the rivalry that we've kind of put together with you guys over the last, uh, I guess it's been, what, five years since since you came back? This is the fifth season? Yeah, since 17, the, yeah. Since hashtag the return. Um, yeah. That, uh, you know, th- we've really kind of built up this rapport and I hope that we can continue the rivalry into the future because... It just feels right hating you guys, you know? Yeah, it's been a fun one. <laughs> yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah. And I mean, we, you won't hear any uh, chants in Protective Stadium from any of the UAB fans saying we have a conference or anything like that. So, we still have a sure? conference. Are you sure? We also still have a conference. Uh, well, yeah, there you go. Hey, do you want to talk about Kusa? You want yeah, to talk about well, well, just very briefly because we've beaten this horse to death. But, and we have 30 uh, seconds left in our five-minute timer. Well, then I'll make okay. it very quick. And I'll make it very fast. <laughs> so it, it leaked out today that it's uh, the announcement should come next week that Liberty University in North Carolina, Jacksonville State University in Alabama. What's that? It's in Virginia. Oh, it's in Liberty. Virginia. That, sh- that shows how much I hate that school. I don't even know where it is. Uh, Lynchburg, so, Virginia. Yeah, so Liberty University in Virginia, Jacksonville State in Alabama, Sam Houston State in Texas, and uh, the other one, uh, New Mexico State, uh, obviously New Mexico. In Oregon. Are, yes. Are all going to be joining uh, CUSA, which bring, will bring CUSA up to seven teams. Uh, reports are suggesting that the goal is to get up to, up to 12. Uh, I don't really see that happening, but ideally – I'd, ideally, there are some names I'd like to see thrown around that could join. I would love to see Central Arkansas. I'd love to see Missouri State. Uh, I don't think that those are going to happen. I'm curious to see who these 30-plus schools are that called Judy uh, about joining are. Uh, so it looks like Coos is going to survive. La Tech will have a, a home, hopefully with some exit fees, so we can put a... a, 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 a Try to put it? platinum eyebrows on these hoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, do that or put a lazy river around Joe IA and uh, just some silly, some silly stuff while we wait for our, our call up to a, uh, another conference in a few years. But yeah, it looks like CUSA is going to make it. Hopefully. Maybe one of those those 30 schools was the fictional University of Louisiana from the Waterboy. It, it, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like to think of ULLs at school. <laughs> And there's the noise of the buzzer that I edited in after the fact, after the five minutes that we talked. And definitely not any more than I cut out. Definitely not more than five minutes. Well, we're definitely going to have to speed this up because it's 7.43, so. Yeah, so let's see. uh, There's probably a transition there about how speed is not necessarily what the UAB (laughs) offense does, is it? We crowdsourced that one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems that we found our quarterback. So that's good. Dylan Hopkins. So, okay. So, I mean, on paper here, it, it doesn't really look like UAB's offense is particularly good at anything like comparatively to the rest of the nation. I mean, 
They're 88th overall um, in total offense, a little bit better at running 69th overall, 90th in passing. So, Jeez. Um, I mean, we're not really used to seeing UAB as an offensive powerhouse anyway, but is that kind of the feel of this team is same old, same old, or is there something different that we should look out for this year? No, I mean, pretty much same old, same old. I mean, you guys know Bill Clark. He's a defensive-minded head coach, so he's always, you know, putting the defense first. Um, this year, um, as I just mentioned, uh, Dylan Hopkins has played the majority of the year. Um, you know, Tyler Johnston, uh, who was the QB1 to start the season, he is available to play, but they seem to uh, ride with Dylan Hopkins. And to be honest, Hopkins has, you know, grown a little bit. Even in last, last uh, in the last game against Rice, I mean, you know, as Matt mentioned earlier, I mean, he threw the game winning touchdown to win the ball game, but was taken back because of a holding penalty. Um, so we have seen some growth out of Dylan Hopkins uh, as being a leader for this offense. Um, but I mean, it's, it's the same old, same old offense, you know, try to get the run game established. And when you get the defense loading the box, try to hit them on top with some play action. I mean, it's pretty much the same old, same old, you know, uh, Bill Clark, um, offense that you've seen in years past um jermaine brown um is 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 listed as a running back but really but we love to throw it to him a good bit um kind of put him in the slot at some times and throw it to him really speedy shifty makes guys miss um the running back to watch for which i mean he played against tech last year is Dwayne mcbride Uh, he did have a little ankle injury in the rice game that caused him to miss uh a good bit of the fourth, fourth quarter, and that's why you, when you look at his numbers, I believe he ended only ended up with eight carries for like ninety something yards, uh, which is really yards? odd. Dude, I don't think yeah. we've had a running back hit ninety five yards this year, so that's that's pretty <laughs> yeah. crazy. In eight yep. carries, but, if we've collectively run for ninety five yards, everyone put together in a game this year. Wow, that might be true. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, know. Pain. I know. Well, uh, Tech's rushing yards are kind of skewed though because of the sacks, um, which I mean. But Tech did a better job <laughs> last week against ODU. I mean, I think there was only one sack lost, given up. So yeah, one. I, they one lost, sack. but I mean, there's you know that's some growth on, especially on the offensive line. So yeah, we need we need to have you on the recap shows <laughs> when we're just sad, and you could be like, "Hey, look, there's growth here. There's yeah. you know we're trying to find silver linings, and you know sometimes it's when you lose to ODU. Well, you're talking which, about yes, but talking about this uh, this Blazer offense. Uh, there was one player in particular that I was uh, reading about a little bit earlier today that, um, John, obviously, you're going to be the uh, the authority on telling us a little bit more about him. Uh, numbers kind of stuck out at me because I just thought that they were kind of high given the low receptions. Uh, a fellow, uh, a tight end by the name of Garrett Prince. Uh, um, oh, yes. I'm a good player to watch there unless I got a one now. Uh, so two things about this fella. Uh, one, six five two forty. Uh, with 21 receptions, seven touchdowns, mm-hmm. and at almost 500 yards, averaging almost 22 and a half yards per catch. Uh, so that all that uh, all that is insane. Also, he's from the KC metropolitan area. He is from Shawnee, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was blown away by these numbers. 21. So one third of every catch is a freaking touchdown for this kid. Uh, just a yeah. uh, Awesome, awesome uh, football player. Uh, it seems like they don't throw as well, a lot, but when they do, uh, big stuff happens. 
Yeah, he and Garrett Prince has really come on this year, and UAB has put more of an emphasis on throwing to you know both him and Hayden Pittman, the other tight end, uh, to get 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 both of them involved in the passing game this year. Um, and, and a lot of that's coming from uh, Coach Craddock, you know, getting involved uh, with the offense. But yeah, Garrett Prince this year, I mean, just amazing. And and honestly, you know, not to depress you guys any anymore, but watching that ODU game and game got me really excited uh, for this week, you know, with Garrett Prince and Hayden Pittman. So, uh, but I definitely expect uh, a lot to uh, Garrett Prince. On is, uh, UAB's website, player website, they have his high school listed as Shawnee Morris in Northwest. That that. That does not exist. It's Shawnee Mission Northwest. Oh, nice. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how in the world they arrived at the Morrison instead of the actual school district it's in. I think that Shawnee disqualifies Mission. them from any future uh, but, football contests, yep. including this week, right? <laughs> one, one game suspension. Get yeah. him out yes. of here. Somebody plant weed on him, like Jamar did a few <laughs> okay. years yeah. ago. Jamar yeah. didn't have weed planted on him, for the record. <laughs> yeah, he, that's how he sold it. He was planting it on himself. I'm just, hey, uh, well. Well, I'm at just least saying. you guys aren't saying that we have a bunch of 30 year olds this year. You know, that, that was the joke that's a couple true. years ago. That's true. Well, yeah. yeah, they're 40 by now. <laughs> it's actually yeah. a liability now. They're so old that it's like. <laughs> they qualify for AARP. Yeah, Prince looks like he's definitely going to have some golden opportunities to shine against what has been an anemic tech defense. Yeah, tech's defense has been decent at times, but how about the UAB defense? I mean, that's. That's usually what we're used to. Like you said, John, mm-hmm. Bill Clark teams are defensive teams. And normally we're used to like UAB having the number three run defense or the, you know, top 10 defense. And it doesn't seem quite as good this year on paper. But what about, you know, to the naked eye watching these games? How does how does the team look? Oh, they're they're good. Um, Like I said, you know, going back to what I said earlier, they're just kind of beat up right now. Um, mm. And I mean, you know, that's that. Kind of might even bode well for La Tech this Saturday. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, TD Marshall is out for the year. He got an injury against Rice. Um, he won't be playing anymore. Um, he's, the, Chris, he's the cornerback. Is that right? Yes. Okay. He twisted his, uh, he, he's, he's done. And Chris Moe mm-hmm. hurt his hand um, and had to have surgery. So he's out for the rest of the year. Um, and our leading tackler, Noah Wilder, um, got targeting in the second half of the Rice game. Mm-hmm. So he'll miss he the, first the first half, half of the La Tech. So, mm-hmm. um, but some guys to watch for for sure is on that line uh, with Alex Wright um, for sure and Kelly Sanders. Uh, those guys um, on the edge can get to the quarterback. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately for, uh, for La Tech, I expect both of them to get to the quarterback at ease this Saturday a good bit. Um, but um, but let, let me ask you guys something. Um, what is the status on the the quarterback position Kendall? with Austin Kendall? Yeah, I know he had oh, a back uh, issue in the ODU game, but is the, he going to play? D- the depth chart came out and had him listed first, which really doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, that means uh, we didn't forget to leave him off of it. Well, I think <laughs> that he might like to go in and omit himself. He basically just came over to Austin to get knocked down a lot and get hurt. And so why not just throw in J.D. Head, who played at the end of the ODU game and uh, made some pretty nice throws. Uh, he played well, yeah, other than yeah, last did. throw. I mean, yeah, but, but, you, but he's got a lot of zip on the ball. He's accurate. Yes. He's, uh, he looked really good in the pocket, especially especially when there was pressure. And let's face it, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, we, the, to answer your question, we don't know if Austin Kendall will play or not. All right. So yeah, then let's go ahead and move over to our players to watch. Just a player on this UAB team that we should keep our eyes on. Evan, you want to go first on this? Yeah. Well, I was going to pick Garrett Prince, but I'll let Matt. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, Matt kind of staked a claim to that before me. So <laughs> I was looking through the roster here. And uh, and John, you mentioned a couple of guys on the defensive line that are going to cause some havoc with our offensive line woes. One guy you did not mention is named Fish McWilliams. And oh, uh, yeah. I feel like I picked him last year because his name is Fish. Um, but he has three sacks. He's he's tied for first on the team with Alex Wright, who you did mention um, mm-hmm. as having three sacks. So, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be a player to look out for because, again, it's one of those situations where one of these guys may double their sack total in this game. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. My player to watch. Uh, so last year it was Spencer Brown that tore us apart. Uh, 29 carries, 140 yards. So now he's in the NFL. He's on the Panthers, probably right in the bench there. So I'm going to say he's still our player to watch because you should watch NFL football instead of this game because it's going to be. Ugly. <laughs> There's some optimism. Yeah, Matt, you want to talk about your guy or have you changed players? No, no, still uh, Garrett Prince. Awesome stat line. Uh, John made a good reference to uh, the fact that ODU's six foot eight Penn State transfer tight end who made two awful drops during the game and also fumbled a ball. But when he was when he was on, he was on. And I don't get the impression that this Garrett Prince for UAB is going to be as mistake prone as the fellow from ODU was. I think that this guy could uh, potentially have a probably arguably might have his best game of the season against Tech. He's a hell of a football player. I'm definitely going to have my eye on him. I'm curious to see who Tech's going to have trying to defend him. Uh, yeah, that that could be the uh, I just hope I don't see a day where a tight end has 20 catches in a game. That would be something. Uh, John, do you have a player that we haven't talked about yet? No, I mean, you guys hit on pretty much everybody um, that I think, um, you know, I mentioned uh, Trace Ropshire earlier. Um, He's, you know, our number one wide receiver. Um, Keep keep an eye out for, uh, you know, Hayden Pittman, the other tight end, like I mentioned earlier, Um, and Rajay Johnson Sanders, you know, another wide receiver. He was a highly recruited uh, Juco guy. Um, that still trying to find his way. Um, he's made a couple good plays, um, but still trying to find his way on the team. Um, but maybe look for him too. But just overall, guys, like I just feel Louisiana Tech is catching UAB at a very bad time because, you know, we just lost to Rice, which is our WTF loss of the year. And coming off of a bye week, you know, it's just, I just don't see how La Tech can pull this out. I mean, I know, you know, we had some crazy games over the years, but. I don't know. And it just sucks for La Tech, too, because ODU is coming off of a bye to play La Tech. And now UAB is coming out of a bye to play La Tech. Like, I just I don't, everything just seems to be trending down um, right now for La Tech. Thanks for the reminder. Do you have a particular <laughs> player on tech that you're, you know, nervous about or or, you know, would like to see UAB focus on kind of the opposite of our exercise here where we pick a UAB player? I mean, I, I'm really curious. Um, obviously, Smoke Harris. I mean, he's you know tore us up before. Um, that's definitely a guy to watch for every year on La Tech. Um, you know, yeah. Marcus Williams maybe. Um, but I'm really curious to see if Austin Kendall is going to play. Um, and I honestly, you know, I listened to uh, the coach's show. Um, and you know, the way Holtz was saying, well, we'll just have to see. Normally, when a coach says that, it You're pretty much leads. Yeah, I didn't know um, about that. I getting I don't want to get on the skip subject and we won't. So anyway, <laughs> that's what we call the reverse of a transition. <laughs> yeah. You bring up a topic and then throw it away immediately. It's <laughs> like it's been 30 minutes on a diatribe. And so uh, I guess we have to make predictions. Yeah, well, let's talk about what the computers say first, and then we'll go into our own predictions. Massey gives Tech a 26% chance to win a 28 to 21 UAB final score predicted. ESPN FBI 
for the Bulldogs a 20% chance to win. Vegas favors the Blazers by 13.5 points with an over-under of 49.5. So that's roughly a UAB win by 31 to 17-ish. Yeah, so it's like 31.5 to 17.5. So I yeah. just round. Yeah. Yeah. I really think they need to change the rule for safeties and allow for half points. But Stats of War gives Tech a 32% chance. 23-16 UAB victory predicted there. All sounding kind of about the same. Maybe Vegas being a little more pessimistic on the Bulldogs than the computers but what do we think evan you want to start us off yeah we we're not gonna we're not gonna win this game y'all uh <laughs> it's yeah i think you have y'all won a game in your new stadium yet john yeah we'd be fau um, but that's the oh, only oh, one we have wow. in alcatraz <laughs> jesus he's been um, sitting on that i used to wait for someone to say fau for three uh, years now just so you can say that <laughs> joke. i think this is going to be a really ugly game um the stats of war final score prediction of 23 16 yeah. feels the most right i would say because it feels like the kind of game where it's not going to hit that 49 and a half point um over i don't think so i'm gonna say uab like 26 to 14 um and I, I, I also don't think um, Austin Kendall's going to play, but that's, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but if he does, I, I hope know. that he's okay because he shouldn't play if he's not okay. Correct. Right. Matt, what right. do you think? Uh, Tech's, Tech's going to lose 59 to 3. Wow. Ooh. 59 to 3. You think no, UAB's going to score 59 no, no. points? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's a piss take. Uh, I could, <sighs> Tech's not going to win. No, and of course not. I, I don't see Kendall playing. And even if he did, it wouldn't make that much of a difference. Uh, Tech will lose. I'm going to, I think, I think 27 to 10. That feels, that feels right in there. Yeah. So it feels like our defense is okay enough to hold down an offense. That's not great. I think, but, but not, but yeah, but it's, but it's, they're going to score so some offense, points and we're not going to score very many it, points. Exactly. So. The, <laughs> the offense just doesn't have it. And that's, yeah. it just is so weird for Louisiana tech team for sure. to not to just not have it. I mean, that's the first time in eight seasons. So I'm, I'm ready to get the season over with. <laughs> so I, I, I basketball, yeah, I maybe let's go. We will have to have John back on at some point for, uh, for basketball season too, but yeah, that for sure. But I've got, I'm sure basketball will somehow find a way to let us down as well. Yep, so. Of course, <laughs> as is tradition until we get there. John, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see it being a double-digit win for UAB. I'm kind of kind of around uh, 28 to 14 or something like that. Yeah. The key, the key for LaTeX, if they can just if they can keep it close going into halftime and heading into the second half with some confidence on the offensive side of the ball to get things going, maybe they can have a shot. Um, but but if things get ugly real quick, then it's it's just going to be an ugly ugly morning. Yeah. I- I think if it's low scoring, like, you know, the ODU game, nobody even scored till like three minutes left in the first yeah. half. Like that's not, yeah. I, we're going to have to score points to even have a chance. So I think you're right. I mean, it, if it's close at halftime, I would just see UAB pulling away. I think, especially if it's like seven to three or seven to nothing or something like that, like mm-hmm. it's going to be that kind of, that kind of game where UAB just pulls away in the second half, I think. But Nathan, you're our optimist. What you got for us? I am predicting Tech to lose. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Have we ever time. all picked us to lose? I'm not sure. Here's the thing, though. I think Tech will win, but I think I'm the curse. I predicted Tech to win every oh, week 
for the past month and it has not worked. So I'm thinking we're going to win, but we're going, I'm predicting them to lose. I can't wait for Nathan to predict us to lose every game, go six and six, win a bowl game and go seven and six. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. It gets extended for 10 more years. Yeah. Just like trailer got extended for trailers going to get a 50 year extension. It's like extending a coach with the AAC money they don't have. Yeah, the only lactose intolerant program in the in FBS. What does that mean? They don't it's, they don't eat cheese. They don't eat the oh, cheese, okay. brah. <laughs> Nathan, you never really gave your prediction here. What's what yeah, are you thinking? Yeah. Okay, so reverse psychology again. Yeah. Uh Tech will lose thirty-five to twenty-seven. Okay. I just so feel like this number around. I <laughs> yeah, I I'm not sure. I, actually, my prediction is that Kendall doesn't play and yeah, that so, JD yeah. Head gets the start. And this is his We Want Jamar game, where the, the Arkansas game, actually, really for Jamar, where right. he shows off probably a little bit better than what he actually will end up being, but because he has this really good game kind of right out of the gate as his first start, loses this game 35 27. Okay. Well, I don't know how to feel. We all picked us to lose. So. I don't think it's, I think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> it's the right it's, it's, It feels like the right thing. Yeah, it's not, just not our year, guys. I mean, that's Definitely what, that, not our year. Not, not our year. And unfortunately, it was never our year in Cusa. Never won a Cusa but hey, title. we've got basketball and baseball to look forward to. So, hey, there's that. Unless we win Cusa titles, I'm just going to keep bitching. One last thing to do, and that's the tweet of the week. This week's tweet of the week goes to at the towel rack, WKU, or the towel rack on Twitter, who is a fan of of Western Kentucky, and Western Kentucky looks like they're getting an invite to the Mac, and so he tweeted at Mac Sports with an image from Star Wars of the help us, uh, help us help we want Kenobi, your only hope, but instead of that, it says help us Mac, your only hope, with Big Red photoshopped over Princess uh, Leia's face. Anything uh, with Big Red photoshopped over anything fantastic. will win Tweet of the Week, just so I you know. just can't get enough of that. Nice. Shout out to WKU having our back on a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, Yeah. I I hope for the record, I hope Western does not go to the Mac. I hope they stay in this, whatever new form of CUSA exists. I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, I know that there's some trepidation by either them or MTSU about travel costs, but I don't see a world in which they stay. But if one had to, would love it to be WKU. Yeah. So I guess that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech, please untie podcast. Um, before we get all all into the end of show things, John, I know you said it earlier, but where can we find you on Twitter and elsewhere? Yeah, you guys, uh, if, if you're listening and want to check out our UAV podcast, it's called the Blazer Victory Podcast. We're also on Apple um, Podcasts, Spotify, you know, pretty much where you guys are. Um, but give us a follow on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod. And if you want to follow my personal account, I'm at John C. Duncan. But guys, it's always a pleasure hopping on and let's do it again basketball season. Yeah, thanks oh, for coming yeah. on. Hopefully yeah, a lot yeah. more optimistically around that time. <laughs> yes. And Evan, I'll see you in a few minutes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are you guys talking about on yours? The game. Same thing. Oh, the uh, same thing. Okay. I just <laughs> yeah. I just got a hole in one on uh, PGA 2K21. So this is the happiest I've been in weeks. <laughs> That's about fair. Yeah. Meanwhile, for the, the other three guys on this show, uh, you can find all of our stuff at on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or our blog, website, store, contest center, whatever, extraordinaire, gtpdd.dog, 
where this week's contest should be up by now. Isn't that right, Evan? Yes, it is. I just tweeted out the link because I forgot to do it earlier, but uh, the contest is up. Um, the Pick'em is also up, and I've got a score update on the Pick'em. We've got Phil T1 is in first place with 115 points. He has picked 81% of all CUSA games correctly this season so far. Um, pretty crazy there. Not the highest average, though. You know, up here at the top, people who've played every week, we've got a guy who's who's hit on 83%. He just hasn't bet as many points. That's 509 dog. He hasn't bet as many points on on the right horses, I guess. So, uh, yeah, there's still time to play the pick em. Um, You know, you're not going to catch up to Phil or any of the other guys here at the top. But, you know, you get bragging rights. That's something. Right. So, yeah. And then the contest, uh, we got Shane Kennel and our boy Daniel Adams tied for first 95 points. So. Everybody make sure you get in here so Daniel doesn't win in his yes. long awaited return to the contest. Yes. But um yeah, if you if you haven't played before, gtpdd.dog slash contest for this one, you answer some pretty weird questions about the game, like what will the average punt be and stuff like that. Um and then the pick'em, you just pick the the conference USA slate of games and uh, you know, bet points on one game that you're super confident in. Uh, which, by the way, John, almost everyone picked UAB to beat Rice a few weeks ago. Ugh. And so most of the scores ended up being negative that week because they bet five points. <laughs> and mm. uh, yeah, UAB well, did not get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> and while anyway. you're doing those contests, you can go ahead and click on that link in the top center right that says shop. And that'll take you right over to our GoTech Please Don't Die shop where you can get this month's shirt of the month. The November shirt of the month is a state of Louisiana with a 318 on it. Looks kind of like the tech logo, but not enough to make us get sued. And it's, I think, pretty neat. So you can get that as well as some other GTPDD merch while you're there. Hoping for a La Poly Tech shirt in the future as a fan of Nathan's designs. But this one is fantastic. And it's got our area, well, not Nathan or Evan's area code. Yeah, my there's area the 985 code. one. Nathan, come on. 985 one now. Got my area code on it. So, uh, yeah, Nathan does a great job with that. You guys should definitely pick up some gear. The 985 numbers are the ones that keep calling you about my car's extended warranty. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah, a little enough. upset at that area code right now. <laughs> fair enough. But anyway, Jesus. again, the store, the contest, the blog, everything. That's gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And that was John. And go tech. Please don't die. curious to see if austin kendall is going to play because if 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 kendall does if uh oh you're good (laughs) you're good man my my wife was asking you if i was allowed to put q-tips up my nose and i said yes because it's in the handbook i can put hydrogen peroxide up my nose to help uh, with the immense amount of crust and blockage wow well that's a great speaking of crust and blockage just kidding (laughs) that's